you never it never feels like um you've sort of tried to make life easy for yourself you you really are there's such an element of craft and i think that's why everyone's been so excited about your work i mean like a friend of mine always jokes to us that we always make some kind of back-breaking nightmare process for ourselves like every season just to kind of torture ourselves or we try and make things harder it's just kind of felt right recently to do something that is very kind of anti-digital and kind of anti-digital print and kind of back to mm. things being touched by people and made by people and kind of having that feeling how things used to be people often talk about how london fashion week is very collaborative and i feel like you're really at the center of that you know you work with so many different people even you know helen lawrence who's just doing fashion mm -hmm. she's done your knits you've worked with christopher shannon before do you like that environment of sort of using lots of different people's skills? It's a big conversation. I've always had this weird obsession with like community feeling, <laughs> which sounds really naff, but like it's, it's more like I love to work with people and I think you should always have like inspiring and people that you kind of love to work with. Because I think that's like the best thing about doing this is because you kind of get to work with your friends and you, every day you have a laugh and every day is enjoyable because mm. you're surrounded by those people. Where does that love of community come from, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've kind of always been a bit um, obsessed with that idea of like groups and cults and subcultures and like groupings of people. Um, so maybe it comes from that, I don't know. It's, but it's yeah. interesting you say sort of subcultures and cults, and does that, I, I feel, <coughs> correct me if I'm wrong, that comes through in your work, not just in the way you work, but also aesthetically, in the type of work you produce, seems to be mm. a lot to do with, you know, workwear or uniform, or, or the kind of things that certain people wear, or certain groups wear. I think it's like I'm always obsessed with like the relationship or like the similarities between workwear and religious wear. Um, they're both kind of like, they both have a feeling of like putting people into groups and keeping people as sex. And I think workwear is kind of more, I guess it's clothing for a purpose. And then religious wear is kind of clothing for almost like a, a not a physical purpose. It's kind mm -hmm. of like an imagined purpose kind of feeling. Um, and then also the idea is that like, it almost feels like subculture has kind of been lost a yeah. bit. And I don't think that we'll ever have um, subculture the way we used to, um, which is something that I'm always interested in. I want to go back and talk about you and, and your earliest life, because you didn't, you didn't always want to work in fashion, did you? It's not like you grew up sort of making dresses for, for dolls or anything like no. that. What were you inspired <laughs> by when you were a kid? Um, I guess I always just liked to make things. Um, I always just, I was surrounded by people that made things. Um, like all my family were like carpenters and upholsterers and like my house is always full of like pipes and bits of wood and like the garden was full of big immersion boilers with like overgrown grass so it was always kind of like there's all these like things for the scrapyard and stuff around and there was always people that love to make things I guess so I was always really interested in that mm. I think um, yeah I was never kind of I was never someone that would like watch their mum get ready and watch her brush her hair and like, do you know what I mean? It wasn't that kind of like, oh, I just love this. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was never that. It was just, I love to make things and mm. it just seemed the right way to go. My mum was like a, like a scout leader and a brownie leader and a guide leader. So she would always be doing like crafty things and like painting glass and Were you doing a boy all scout? like kind of, I was a boy scout. 
Um, I love that. Yeah, I was, a, I was a cub and then I was a scout. Um, <laughs> I was an adventure scout, though. I kind of escaped when it became like, <laughs> when I became a bit too old for it. Um, <laughs> and were you interested at all in kind of clothing or fashion? Were you, were you ever touched by any of the sort of magazines that came along? Did you think about how you, what you I mean, wore? Like the only, <laughs> I was laughing about it yesterday, like the only magazine that I used to buy was like Kerrang. So it was like, it was never like, I was always interested in clothes, but like, I guess just not in a kind of, not in a kind of like following fashion through seasons and that kind of way. I think I was more interested in like clothes that I had around me mm. or things that I thought were cool or like <laughs> good. Mm. Uh, but it wasn't like I was, yeah, like I wasn't reading Vogue and following things in that way. Do you think that's influenced how you work? Because you're not really a seasonal designer to me. No. Um, yeah, I guess I, I don't think we really work so seasonally. It's not like what, what coat would we like this season kind of thing. It's more mm -hmm. kind of the show is a bit more, the collections are more like kind of, I guess, creating like a kind of emotion or a feeling or like a kind of a show. If that makes sense. It's never really about just kind of like cold reality. It's kind of there's like a fantasy aspect to it, definitely. Because mm. um, I guess just it's kind of, I feel like it's important if you come to see something. Oh, I mean, if personally, if I, if I came to see something, I'd want to see a show. I'd want to see something that kind of was a bit of like an escapism. But I guess like you don't have to do something so extreme to be an escapist kind of designer. But like we've done kind of, yeah, that's the kind of way we work at the moment. I think yeah. you are probably without doubt the menswear designer that people are, are most excited about and talking. And maybe the kind of young designer that across fashion that everyone is the most excited about. You know, there is such support and admiration for your work. Do you think that's part of why people have responded so well to it is that it, there is a real sense of emotion mm. and authenticity to it. I know that's a really hard question because they basically asking you why does everyone <laughs> like, love you? Like a gross, <laughs> a gross question. Uh, I don't know why people like it um, or have seemed to have liked it so far. Um, I don't know. I feel like not that I, I like I'm in no way kind of like putting myself in this category, but I feel that there's been like a loss of loss of like. I mean, when I look at style.com and I see shows, there's very few shows that I think, oh my God, I wish I was there. Yeah. They're all like, I can kind of imagine what it was like from the photo. But then there's some shows that you see and it's like, oh my God, I would like give my left arm to be there like, and to experience that. And that was such like a thing. Um, and I think there's been like a slight loss of that in like recent years, that kind of like, the unexpected happening, if that makes sense. And it's intriguing what you said when we first started talking about that love of, of sort of group work and love of working in a community in a collaborative environment, because I think one thing that fashion does sort of fetishise the individual. Do you find that quite scary, this idea of the more successful you become, the more focus there is on you just as an individual? And no matter how much you say we, and no matter how much you have this great team, there's more and more pressure on you as a person. I think there's a kind of like weird kind of line between like celebrity and designer Definitely. Um, which can be quite like strange um, 
but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of, yeah, it's, n it's never like me. I don't want it to be like me and like this is me dressed up as what I make and like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I've never wanted to, I just want to like make things. <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> and be famous. Then like, I don't want to be famous for being me. I want to be, I just want to do stuff that kind of exists and people look at or be inspired by or look or like appreciate. Talk to me about when you sort of were applying to education, when you started studying what your goals were, sort of where you wanted to end up. Do <coughs> um, you want to be a portrait painter, is that right? I always seem to be better at art than I was at anything else. <laughs> um, and kind of, yeah, art and design and like making things kind of always just seem to be the route to go down. So then I applied for like the uh, foundation course at St Martin's and I I guess I kind of went with an open mind, but I just knew that I wanted to either be a painter or a sculptor or something along that route. Mm. When I got onto the foundation course, it was like almost like, because there were so many people wanting to get onto the fashion course, like tutors were being forced to kind of like deter them from it. So there was like group talks where it was like, and if, you, if you've never done it before, I suggest you don't do it. Like, you really have to have a passion for it. It's really hard. And, like, so I guess that kind of feeling of, like, oh, I want to, why can't I try that kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it kind of, and then I made, like, a really awful dress for, like, a charity fashion show out of, like, silver gaffer tape. And, like, I think it was out of, like, curtain netting or something it was like really horrible it was like, and I didn't know how to sew I didn't know how to use a sewing machine it was like stapled together it was like really crappy and then but I like I liked the ex I liked the pace of it and like the mm. excitement of it so um and it's kind of I guess like it I guess it was the pace of it that kind of excited me what do you mean when you say the pace because I feel like with I don't know maybe it's not like that anymore, but I felt at the time that art, maybe like fine art was a bit more kind of slower. It's like a slow burn, that there was no kind of like timing on anything. You could spend three years on a painting. Do you know what I mean? It was very kind of like, hmm. there was no kind of like deadlines and yeah. kind of like that kind of pushing you to make more and more and do more. It's interesting because a lot of the designers I interview here sort of imply that they don't like that, you know, that, that sort of pressure to come up with something new every six months or even more frequently. Oh, I hate it, but like I also like, it's exciting, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Otherwise you might as well just get like a, I don't know, just like a really quiet, have a, live a quiet life. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. That's not, that's why people, I feel like that's why so many people kind of are interested in it and want to do it. And it's because it's so kind of like haphazard mm. and so unsure. Like from season to season, it's like total unsurety and everything. So, I mean, everything can like crumble and it, or everything can happen. So it's, yeah, it's like a, a dangerous, exciting route, I mm. think. So tell me about when you started doing your sort of textile print work. Tell me about, about that aspect of studying at St. Martin's and then... Well, I applied for like fashion print because I thought if I'm really, really bad at making clothes, at least I can make prints because I knew I could kind of paint and like <laughs> make <laughs> pictures and stuff. So I was like, okay, it seems like the, the best of both yeah. kind of worlds. Um, 
Yeah, and then it ended up that actually my BA didn't really have any print in at all. It was kind of wood and kind of these weird fabric manipulation things and like some balloons <laughs> and kebab sticks and stuff. Um, nice assortment of things. Yeah, it was like a nice assortment of like things I could afford and make things out of. Yeah. And talk to me about, about doing that MA as well, because interesting fact, we were on the MA together and I remember seeing you in mm. the studio and one of the things that stuck with me, which I think you were probably just sort of pissed off and tired, but I was like, Craig, why did you do men's wear, not women's wear? And you said, my hands are too big to do women's wear. Talk to me, <laughs> why did you start to want to do men's? Uh, I think on the BA, I kind of, I, mean, I was making women's wear at first, but then it kind of, men's wear just made sense. I, I feel like I, I could kind of relate to it easier. Um, and I think I had it in my head, like I had like an idea of what like a women's, what, a w what like women's clothing was and what a women's wear designer was and I was like oh I'm not I'm not like feminine enough like I don't understand a woman's body like <laughs> that I can't do you know what I mean I, I, I'm never going to be the designer that makes like an Oscars dress so I was like oh, okay I can make I'm much more kind of suited to menswear but weirdly since then I feel like there is kind of women that want to wear what we make so it's kind of not as kind of yeah, <laughs> not as far apart as each other as it used to be. I want to talk to you about something you're probably completely um, tired of being asked about but it's your your structures fence face mm -hmm. as I like to call fence it. Fence face. Because <laughs> yeah. they've been something that has been so sort of discussed and and some people have been really intrigued by other people have been very sort of like um, uh, quite boringly critical of. Where did that come from? On the BA I did kind yeah. of I guess they were sculpture kind of pieces. Um, I don't know where they came from. I just always had like an interest in that. And on the MA, I had like the big black houses kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's just like a thing that I've always, it's a thing that excites me to see. Mm. It's kind of always, a, if I think about it, it's kind of like the shows are always more like creating like an image. Like it's like the, it's trying to, creating like a an extreme visual but actually the clothing itself is kind of approachable so I was kind of more shocked that people can't people seem to not be able to see past things mm. like fence face or like <laughs> or like the kind of other big kind of sculptural elements of the show um, and kind of think that the show is just theatrical but I think I was talking about it with someone the other day and it's kind of more I don't, I'm not interested in making like theatrical clothing, it's more kind of making everyday things kind of theatrical, mm. if that makes sense, yeah. or like a theatrical element in kind of things based in reality. Did you find it upsetting or annoying when people were kind of, oh it's ridiculous, it's unwearable? I did feel like definitely that that first show, I think because it was such kind of like a that first show was kind of such a kind of push when, do you know I mean, you have no money. Yeah. <laughs> You've just got a studio, like, you don't know what you're doing. It was just so kind of, like, intense, the build-up to it. And then afterwards it was kind of a bit, kind of treated as a bit of a joke, I guess. Mm. Um, 
so yeah, it was not upsetting, but kind of a bit like, oh God, like, this isn't for me. I should just like, <laughs> I should do something else. The positive from that show is that it split opinions mm. and it made people, it challenged people, I think, which I didn't think it would. It wasn't, we weren't like, oh, let's challenge people with making this fence thing. It was kind of like, we just thought that was quite beautiful to look at and it fitted with everything that we thought was right for the show. Um, and then people reacted so extremely to it. So it was, it was a kind of weird, it was definitely like a weird feeling, but then afterwards people kind of made me see that it was really good to split opinion, mm. I think. It I'm intrigued kind of by something you said, kind of in the context of this, when you said, you know, like, if you don't challenge people, like, why have your own label? In my, in my, my maybe like simple brain, it's like <laughs> there's two extremes. There's like designers that are like fulfilling a purpose. Do you know what I mean? So like, when they teach you design at school and it's like, okay, so what is, what purpose is your design fulfilling? Do you mm. know what I mean? It's kind of like almost giving people what they need or what they want. And then there's like an in-between and then there's people kind of giving people what they didn't know they want or what they didn't know they wanted to see. So, and then there's like a whole spectrum in between that. Mm. And I think the best is to be right in the middle, but like you kind of, <laughs> I feel like it balances like in and out for mm. a lot of people. And I think for me as well.